0: Weight cuts, eh? Yeah, we know that generally it's a terrible idea to starve and dehydrate yourself the day before a fist fight. Unfortunately, that hasn't stopped fighters from doing it or the culture of the sport from changing. Being able to have a size advantage over your opponent at the cost of your own health, sanity, and comfort is something most, if not all, MMA fighters are prepared to go through. Or in some cases, due to the extreme weight cuts done by the other fighters in their division, well, they don't really have a choice. But there's more than one way to push your body to the brink of death in order to make a weight class limit. Basic weight cutting involves a water load and then sweating all the Fluids out of your system. Several fighters, however, have tried some pretty strange tactics over the years in order to try and make weight, some a bit more crazy than others, but I've picked out some of the more unbelievable stories, and here they are. I'm Bailey from MMA on Point, and UFC 272 is here, so come and join the fun with Bet Online, the official partners to MMA on Point. On an absolute streak, picking winners on Fight Night, yeah, me too. So come and join us over at betonline.ag using the exclusive code ON POINT. You get a 50% sign up bonus, good for up to $1,000. More on that later, but for now, here's Here are the 10 strangest weight cutting tactics in MMA. Number 10, Chris Weidman, peanut butter. The former champion Weidman definitely embraces that do or die attitude in MMA. No matter the adversity or how much he has to grind, you can wholeheartedly believe Chris will put in the work. Yeah, and that was never more apparent than when he agreed to fight Damian Meyer on 10 days notice, which involved a small weight cut of 32 pounds. Yeah, now the decision to do this is strange enough, but you've got to ask yourself the question what tactics do you use to lose that weight? Well, Wyman in this camp started out on chicken and vegetables as his food source during the cut, but after the weight wasn't coming off how they wanted, they switched Chris to a diet of a scoop of peanut butter for the entire day. A couple of days where I'm eating like a spoonful of peanut butter here and there just to keep myself going. And it was rough, and I'm just happy that the opportunity paid off which apparently is somehow enough energy to not only keep a human being alive, but to somehow make the weight. He said when he was weighing in, his body was so dry, the towel being used to cover his dignity was being drawn and stuck to his body from the static electricity he was creating. Somehow, though, he made the weight and even won the fight. Peanut butter only as a diet in order to make weight seems absolutely crazy, but apparently it worked for Chris. Guys, just a complete savage. Number 9. Laxatives Derek Lewis is a pretty big guy and for the majority of his career all he seemed to need was his KO power and that was enough. I mean, he even admitted to basically eating whatever he wanted and never really training like an MMA fighter. No, all my fights I never trained or prepared myself like an MMA fighter. I ate whatever I want and I really didn't train hard. But as he faced tougher competition in the UFC, obviously some things needed to change. Heavyweight has a limit of 265 pounds. Now for some, that's not an issue at all. In fact, a lot of the great heavyweights of all time, Stipe, Velasquez, well, they often weighed in quite a bit under the limit. But for Derek, he reportedly was walking around about 285 pounds, so he needed to make a bit of a cut. So yes, he changed his diet, but also something else that helped Derek and actually quite a lot of fighters, I'm sure, just none of them want to come out and say it, laxatives. One half teaspoon. For fast, effective relief. Now, this is a careful science. No one wants to be pooping all over the cage come fight night. I mean, ask Justin Kitch, and even inside the collegiate wrestling world, they'll tell ya you, you better time that shit right. I mean, literally. But Lewis explained that his 20 pound weight cut is made easy by the use of laxatives throughout fight week. I took laxatives. I took laxatives yesterday. Uh-huh. I like peeing on my asshole. So. so. Right, Derek, that seems to be working just nicely for you. This is a legit tactic that many fighters use, although it's generally a natural laxative like dandelion root opposed to something store-bought, that and the combination of dehydrating yourself could have pretty nasty consequences. But yeah, when in doubt, shit it out. And it seems to work like a charm for most fighters. Number eight, dieting to the weight limit. A lot of the early days of MMA were about discovery and experimentation, how to train, how to fight, how to diet and compete as a proper athlete. Weight cutting already existed as a major part of collegiate wrestling, so once weight classes were established in the UFC, obviously this became part of the sport. The thing is, everyone in America kind of already knew how to do it. They knew about salt baths and ways to water load the body. In the rest of the world, we weren't as lucky. Take Mike Bisping, for example. By and far, the UK's biggest talent in the UFC for a number of years, and he first competed at 205 pounds. But after a few years, he realized that walking around at the weight he fights at wasn't exactly giving him an advantage. That and he ate a whole Burger King meal the day before weigh-ins, realized it didn't make any difference and figured there was probably a little wriggle room to change weight classes. Also, the first loss of his career came against Rashad Evans, who had been sweating out with his team in the sauna the day before the fight while he was in a Chinese restaurant happily eating his chow mein. Only problem is, well, no one in the UK really knew what they were doing. It's not like we have a collegiate wrestling program, so Mike did the only thing he could think of, start to diet and lose those pounds. In fact, he dieted all the way down to and Pounds. At UFC 83 before his middleweight debut, he bumped into Eddie Bravo in the elevator who told him he could probably cut to 170 given how much he weighed before the process had even started. Eventually Mike figured out his own system, but dieting all the way down to your weight class is a pretty strange way to cut weight. I mean, heck, it's probably the safest way, but you're kind of missing the point, I guess, given that you won't rehydrate the next day and put back on the weight you lost. Still, it was the early days of the UFC and I'm sure many other fighters made the same mistake. Number 7. The Keto Diet Ahead of her title defense at UFC 200, Misha Tate was quick to share her new diet that seemingly everyone on the planet was trying out in 2016. Keto, baby. The only problem is for a pro athlete that relies on stamina, strength and endurance, perhaps enduring a state of ketosis for the weight cut and the fight itself is probably not the best idea. I mean, fighters like Bisping have talked at length about how important carbohydrates are to the process. And that affects your recovery, right? You're not taking on the carbohydrates that you need. The carbohydrates are super important for recovering your training process. But you know, forget about all of that. There's definitely some benefits to keto, right? Well, it certainly didn't help make her UFC 200 weight cut any easier. Despite coming into the cut with her new diet, pictures emerged from behind the scenes and she looked half dead. I mean, shit, they're even checking her pulse in this one. Robert Follis said at the time that the weight just wasn't coming off as easily as it normally does and, well, there are other side effects as well, like her cortisol levels inevitably spiking and just making everything about being an athlete that little bit harder. And we all know what happened when the fight inevitably came a few days later. Misha looked stiffer than a board and the Amanda just plowed through her. Now, I don't know if changing the way she cut weight would have made a difference, but damn. Number six, Johnny Hendrix's Saltwater Flush. Now, Johnny Hendricks certainly had a lot of trouble making weight towards the end of his career. I think it kind of started around the time the IV ban came in, but to be honest, I'm sure it's been a problem for most of his life. At UFC 192, however, things got pretty serious. After firing his nutritionist and coming into training camp somewhere in the 210-pound mark, he didn't make life easy on himself. He'd worked with Mike Dolce previously, an expert but expensive nutritionist, and had cut weight himself for the Matt Brown fight, so was ready to try it again himself. The only thing is, he basically botched it. Dolce believed it was due to the amount of weight he was trying to cut and his body fat percentage. Supposedly he had tried to do what Ronda Rousey does, a salt water flush. She eats nothing but salty food for a week so her body bloats, then when it's time to fight she cuts out all the salt and with the help of a steam room releases all the fluid in her body. But it seems like Hendrix tried to do the same thing but he suffered extreme constipation that meant he was unable to pass waste. This led to an intestinal blockage and yeah, eventually kidney stones. This is pretty life-threatening stuff and the fight with Woodley was scrapped. A salt water flush sounds pretty risky. And- It seems like you gotta get the science spot on when attempting it, instead of, you know, firing your nutritionist and basically just going YOLO. Number five, diuretics. Now, the concept of using a diuretic to cut weight, I suppose it's not actually that much of a strange one. Diuretics help your kidneys release more sodium into your urine. This helps remove water from your blood and decreases the amount of fluid in your veins, arteries. Heck, it even reduces your blood pressure. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds perfect the night before a grueling MMA fight. They are, of course, illegal to use in MMA competition, but when has that stopped anyone before? In 2016, Andrea Lee, competing in Invicta at the time, tested positive for diuretics. She denied taking any drugs or supplements on social media, stating that the Nevada State Athletic Commission had gotten things wrong, but then one day later remembered that she took a fluid pill and should probably have thought about that one. Way back at WEC 30, Donald Cowboy Cerrone tested positive for hydrochlorothiazide, basically another diuretic, and was also banned by athletic commissions, not just because they help you that way, but also because they are extremely dangerous given that you are already trying to suck the life out of your body. Tiago Alves also tested positive for a diuretic at UFC 66. More tragically, Leandro Souza passed out and died died before the Shooto brazil 43 weigh-ins. He had been trying to make weight, he needed to drop 33 pounds in one week, he took three diuretic pills on Wednesday and four on Thursday in order to drop as much weight as possible. His coach Andre Pelenares said it wasn't related to the weight cut, but the danger was clearly there. I expect diuretics are still being used by many fighters, as it seems a simple way to assist in the weight cutting process. They are banned though for more than just being useful, seriously dangerous stuff. Number 4. Religion one of the greatest rivalries in the Pride era was Rampage Jackson and Vandalay Silva, and in 2004, Rampage would get a second shot at unseating the Pride champion. But apparently, Jackson, being a religious man, had read an article on the internet stating that fasting would help him fend off the devil, which apparently he was having trouble with. So for three days, he didn't eat at all and drunk only water and energy drinks. Yeah, that'll turn anyone into a monster. Rampage told Joss Gross at MMA Fighting, it helped me out a lot spiritually, but he also admitted, I didn't know that it was going to take my energy. I I was going to be fine, which is kind of hard to believe given that, you know, you were preparing for literally the hardest fight of your life and you decided to stop eating for three days. But it did help him make the pride middleweight limit. And considering Rampage has had a lot of problems cutting weight in the past, this seems like something that could work for him. Only the whole not eating thing didn't really help him in the fight. His coach Oyama kind of noticed him already slowing down after just five minutes. And after the fight in which he was brutally KO'd, he asked Rampage what had happened and he explained that he hadn't eaten for three days. Oyama couldn't bring himself to speak to him for a good long while after that. He was pretty upset, I guess. It was this same kind of religious fast that led to him driving his Ford monster truck through lanes of traffic in a police chase. Still, religion certainly is one way to cut weight. Faith is powerful enough to ward off the feelings of hunger, and I'm sure it helps a lot of fighters battle through weight cuts. But fasting, I mean, that's a pretty ridiculous tactic. Number three, enemas. You know, they say the human intestine can hold up to 20 pounds of waste. I mean, it really depends on your diet, but also do yourself a favor and don't Google this subject. I saw some serious shit again literally but hey as a fighter you get desperate you want to drop those pounds no matter what well gabe rudiger on the ultimate fighter was having a bit of trouble making weight and that was before his team started locking him in the sauna also lying naked by the pool doesn't help you cut weight just an fyi so his suggestion head to the clinic and have them suck out what's still left inside his body which led to one of the more uncomfortable moments in ultimate fighter television still desperate times eh? did that help him make weight well no not really yeah his teammates weren't exactly happy about it either although they all seemed to have a pretty good laugh at his expense But colonics and enemas? Yeah, they are definitely used by fighters to cut weight. Dirty Tom Lawler used to love them. Uh, Two losses uh, in two fights that I... Sorry, I just saw a piece of myself go by. Darren Till even had colonic hydrotherapy as part of that brutal weight cut before the Stephen Thompson fight. Yep, this one is pretty strange, but actually more common than you think. Number two, shaving your hair. How much does human hair weigh? Well, apparently, enough to make weight. There have been plenty of fighters who, given that they didn't want to hand their opponent a large percentage of their pay, decided to sacrifice their good looks in order to hit a weight limit. Dan Argueta weighed in at 138 at LFA 116, headed to the back room, grabbed a pair of clippers and shaved his own head. He made weight no problem after that and went on to win his fight via first round armbar. Good for you, Dan. Samantha Diaz made her debut at Invicta 20. She tried twice, but unfortunately couldn't make the 115 weight limit, so nothing left to do. Grab a pair of scissors, Coach, oh, you don't want to do it? Well, how about legendary MMA photographer Esther Lin? You know what? Right now, um, I don't really care, but... Let me drink, let me hydrate, I think I'm going to cry. Just I- <laughs> <laughs> She lost 0.3 pounds, which was just enough to get her under 116 and make weight. Didn't matter though, she was fighting Miranda Maverick and we all know how good she is. Back in 2014, Bellator champion Daniel Strauss was making his first title defense and obviously as the champion, you have to hit that weight limit right on the money, which unfortunately he didn't do, so he had to cut off his dreadlocks, which I can only imagine took a few years to grow. Still, he made weight, but unfortunately lost the fight and his title anyway. There was also that time when Ortega was suddenly bald. He kind of denied it was for making weight, but it didn't stop the community from speculating. I mean, it had been reported he almost had to cut it when trying to make weight against Renato Moicano earlier in his career. He donated his hair to charity, though. I mean, Johnny Hendrix almost had to shave his beard at one point. It's a sneaky tactic, but I mean, one that clearly works. Shave that head and get every pound advantage you can, I say. Number one, giving blood. Some of you will remember Cody McKenzie in the UFC. He was on the Ultimate Fighter and had a few fights in the promotion afterwards. He was actually a pretty interesting prospect as well, because by the time he'd made it to the UFC, he was 11-0, with 10 of those wins coming by guillotine. Yeah, the man loved it, even at his own modified version called the Mackenzie teen I could talk all day about his technique, all those shorts he wore that one time, but this is about weight cutting. Now, Cody's always been a guy that does things his own way, training methods, heck, even his fight style. But when he had to cut weight for the Battlegrounds 8-man MMA tournament, he took things to a new extreme. Instead of your standard weight cut, Cody decided to have a pint of blood removed from his system in order to make the weight limit. Yeah, I know. Pretty crazy. Now, apparently it takes up to six weeks for your body to replace the red blood cells lost by this process, and no, you can't just re-inject it back into your body after weighing in. That would be blood doping. And no, I wish I could have put it back in. (laughs) Although I guess if your body hasn't had a chance to reproduce the missing blood, it wouldn't really work in the same way. I'm not a doctor. Either way, yeah, having your blood removed the day before a fight shit. An MMA tournament, nonetheless, is hardly a sensible idea. Still, apparently he had been working on a fishing boat and had barely trained, so blood or no blood, it's unlikely he would have made a difference to his performance. He was submitted in the second round. It's probably the most extreme thing you can do before a fight to make weight. You know, unless you're Blade or someone thanks again to our official partners bet online with ufc 272 coming in hot make sure you join in with a fun over on BetOnline.ag. use the code on point and you get a 50 percent sign up bonus good for up to one thousand dollars then watch as your picks become hits see you at the violence fight fans big shout out to my man lawton for editing today's video jump on over to twitter and follow him at lawton underscore shout out to ben rosette and the excellent music he provided during the intro video his music can be found on streaming platforms everywhere there is a link in the description and follow him at ben rosette on instagram and on twitter thank you very much for watching everyone today please go ahead and like and subscribe if you did enjoy the content we upload at least three videos every week for your viewing pleasure go ahead and leave a comment below if you want to join in the discussion and follow us on twitter at mma on point and myself at balian underscore plays you can now jump in and join the community discord as well if you want to continue the discussion further and i hope you've enjoyed